And good evening from Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm James Briarton, and it is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. And welcome to the Carolina Weather Group. Hope you're having a great week. If you're joining us live right now, YouTube and Facebook, don't forget, join the conversation by leaving us a comment. And if you're listening on the audio podcast, hello to you as well. So happy you are here. And we are happy that Carolina Weather Group is once again partnering with the National Weather Service to bring you not one, but two free weather classes this March. We are doubling down on what we started last year to bring you not just the basic Skyworn Storm Spotter class this year, but to bring you also the advanced Skyworn Storm Spotter class. If you're not familiar, we're going to be talking here in just a moment with the National Weather Service to get you everything you need to know about the Skyworn program and the vital role it plays in helping the National Weather Service keep us all safe day in and day out. And there is a role for you to play in that program that you will learn all about coming up in March through these two free virtual classes. That's right. They're free. They're open to everyone. The National Weather Service in Columbia is going to be hosting these classes, but they're open to you at home in North Carolina and South Carolina as a part of the National National Weather Service Skyborne program. There's no cost. These classes are virtual, and they're going to be held in the evening hours where we hope so many of you will be able to join us. Matter of fact, let me tell you those dates right here off the top. So our basic class, which has no prereq, it is where we're going to introduce you to different forms of hazardous weather will be held Thursday, March 10th from 7 to 9 p.m. There is a link to register for that class in the description of this show, wherever you are watching or listening to it right now. And then the advanced class will be held a couple weeks later, Tuesday, March the 29th from 7 until 9. There is a link to register for that class where we'll talk about the atmospheric conditions needed to form severe weather, and even introduce you to a little radar interpretation. So if you've been looking at that radar scope on your phone, trying to understand a little bit more about it, this class will help you with some of those basics. There is a register link for that. And we do highly recommend that if you have not yet taken the basic class, you do that first before taking the advanced class. So again, the basic class will be held Thursday, March 10th, starting at seven o'clock. And the advanced class will be Tuesday, March the 29th, also at seven o'clock. These are open to everyone. So if you have a young child who's really interested in weather, you yourself want to maybe join and learn more about how you can help your community. That is what this program is all about. We conducted an interview with the National Weather Service who can tell you firsthand the benefit that Skywarn spotters play and their severe weather protocol. Let's take a listen. Joining us now from the National Weather Service in Columbia is meteorologist Chris Landolfi. Chris, thanks for joining us here in the Carolina Weather Group. No problem, James. Thanks for having me. So you guys are in the midst of a campaign to get the public involved in storm spotter training. We're going to be talking more about those opportunities coming up in March, but let's start at the 30,000 foot view. What is the storm spotter program? Yeah, great question. Um, our storm spotter program is essentially trying to supplement the information that we get out uh, fr into our office. So um, we're approaching our typical severe weather season here in the Carolinas. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to train just 
your average everyday citizens um, to be able to report and submit their reports uh, to our office for any severe weather. So this program's been going on since the 1970s. May 26, 1976. A massive storm system is moving into North Texas from the southwest, Dallas. 3.15 p.m. Tornado spotters are out in radio communication with the National Weather Service in Fort Worth. Here reports from spotters are checked against radar reports from Stephenville. Radar is tracking the storm. 3.30 p.m. A spotter west of Dallas reports a large wall cloud at the southwest edge of the storm. 3.45. Tornado sighted, moving east towards Dallas. The warning goes out. While radar is indispensable, it does not always indicate a tornado. Trained spotters can. Um, and since then, the National Weather Service has trained over a quarter million of uh, these storm spotters, and they are invaluable to our reports. Uh, we really couldn't couldn't give out the warnings with the amount of detail uh, without them. I'm looking forward to being retrained. I did one of these programs several years ago. And what I remember from that program is a wealth of knowledge, but also the stressing of you're not you're not training storm chasers, but you want people to be able to relay reports that are coming to them. Is that right? Right, exactly. So um, obviously with severe weather, potential severe weather, the biggest thing that we want to stress is safety. So we go over that, um, how you can submit reports uh, from the safety of your own home, or if you are out and about um, during some severe weather, how you can report it to us, but also remaining safe because we Obviously, the last thing we want is to put additional people in harm's way. Chris, you get reports from storm spotters in all walks of life. Some of them are really nerdy. They might come in via ham radio, but the Internet has really opened up the gamut for folks to submit these storm reports. How do trained spotters get their observations to you at your office or any other National Weather Service office? Yeah, so I guess if you asked that question probably like 10 or so years ago, the answer would be there's a lot coming in through ham radio. But nowadays, really, the majority of our reports do come through social media. Um, exactly, right <laughs> through the phone. So uh, it, it's it's a lot easier. You know, we are in severe weather situations, we are flooded with, with reports. Um, it's a lot easier for us to vet those reports if we know, if we have you on a list as a storm spotter, because then we know you had the training, you know what to report, and we can trust this report because you've had that training. So um, that's why even even though, you know, you might think, oh, well, I could, I could report to you anyway, even if I'm not a storm spotter. That's absolutely true, um, but it does make it easier on our end because we receive those ports, reports and then we can tell, okay, this is definitely a reliable report. What are some of the reports that storm spotters send to your office and what role do they play in the role you guys all have in our community? Yes, yeah, so essentially we will take reports from anything from uh, damage that you may see. Um, if you do actually end up seeing a tornado on the ground, we'll take that report. Um, if we get hail, the size of the hail is 
super important to us, uh, not just in our warning operations, but in any research that anyone in our office would be doing. Um, but typically how it'll work is, is we will issue warnings and then we will get supplemental information from our storm spotters. So then we know, you know, if, if we issued a warning and we're getting reports of damage, then we know that we're going to want to continue to issue that warning. And that's going to protect people that are in the path of a potential uh, severe storm uh, downstream from that report. What would the world be like from your vantage point if you didn't have any of these reports coming in? So um, without any storm spotter reports, our view of our area would be at radar height, which the radar, uh, the beam as it moves away from our office, um, which our office is located at the Columbia Airport, as it moves away, it goes higher and higher. So pretty much we would have, you know, a view of, you know, a hundreds to a couple thousand feet in the air um but with those storm spotter reports we get a more in-depth view of what's happening below what the radar is sampling so that's why we need it because we are very limited um to you know people want to know what's going on at, at the ground they don't really want to necessarily know what's going on above their heads so I'm smiling, nodding. I'm in Mecklenburg County. I'm within the city of Charlotte limits, which fall to your colleagues at Greenville, Spartanburg, and in, in Greer there. But you guys are just down the road for me where you have the little peninsula of Lancaster County that pops up. And I'm sure you have the same problem that Greer has in the Charlotte radar beam height. And I can think back to those times where there have almost been a call to action. Storm spotters in the area, if you see anything, let us know so you can get the warnings out. Is that right? Yeah. So especially in areas where there is kind of a significant radar gap, like you were saying, the Charlotte area is probably one of the most more famous uh, zones just because there's so many people living in that area. And yeah, we, we deal with that on a daily basis, like you were saying, with um, with the, the little finger of uh, Lancaster County. Most of that uh, falls to Greer, but we got lucky and have the, uh, the little panhandle sticking out. So yeah, we, we deal with that all the time. So especially in a populated area like Charlotte, um, it, it's very helpful when you can get reports because we know, we know people are out there and we know people are watching the weather. So can you let people know what those tiers are and help them determine which one might be appropriate for them? Yeah, so um, here at the Columbia office, we have our basic class, which is where we're really going to go over just kind of the structure of the National Weather Service and the very basics of storm spotting and, and how and what to report uh, to our office. Then once we get into our advanced class, um, we're going to get into a little bit more of the uh, meteorology. But again, you really don't require any knowledge beyond that basic class. Um, but we will get into kind of the, a bit of the hows and whys uh, behind severe weather. The basic class, is there anything people should have as a prereq before they get there or is this really for anyone? The basic class, we really gear that to the general public. So you don't have to have any knowledge of the weather at all. Um, we, we really try to make that like it is a basic class. Um, and uh, if you want to build your knowledge, we recommend the basic class to go to the advanced classes. But really, there's there's no prerequisites for that basic class. So once again, these classes are free. They are virtual. And we at the Carolina Weather Group are very happy to be partnering once again with the National Weather Service in Columbia to not only bring this education to you, 
but also in turn, bring them the vital information that you can provide to help keep you and your neighbors safe during severe weather. These classes are free, virtual. The basic class is no pre prerequisite and the advanced class just highly recommend you join us for the basic class before joining us for that advanced class. So once again, here are the dates, starting with the intro to severe weather for the basic class to become a Skywarn National Weather Service storm spotter, Thursday, March 10th at 7 p.m. And the advanced class, Tuesday, March 29th at 7 p.m. Carolina Weather Group in partnership with the National Weather Service in Columbia. But these are open to everyone across the region. So you don't necessarily need to live in Columbia, but we're very thankful to our friends at the National Weather Service in Columbia who will be bringing these opportunities to us and you all. If you have any questions, put them in the comments. Even if it's after tonight's live show, we will be sure to respond to those. If you're looking for the links to sign up, they are in the description of this episode, wherever it is you are watching or listening to it. That's it for this week. We hope you will mark your calendars and join us. Please invite your friends, your loved ones, anyone you think might be interested in joining the nationwide force of Skywarn Spotters. But for now, I'm James Briarton. Hope you have a great week, and we will see you back here again real soon for more from the Carolina Weather Group.